I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men and talk about how gay all of them are. This is a new intro that I'm just going to do every week. Ryan is sipping coffee and he really, really wants me to put it in the show. And I don't want to put it in the show, but he just did it right after we started the intro. So now it's in the show, apparently. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. That was the second time recorded the intro because it keeps slurping through it and I still slurped through it. So, uh, call me slurp. We are recording That's this dirty. In the oh morning. my God. <laughs> Speaking Ryan of the mutant ages. slurping down a big bucket of Magneto's cum. Just God, kidding. I wish. Or Wolverines. Ew, I mean, okay. come on. I mean, I don't need like his cum in a bucket. I'll suck his dick. God. Okay. This is how we're start. We're like not even well, a minute in. We, we have just woken <laughs> I, up I really and we're hope, doing this. I hope this is somebody's first show. And the first no. thing they heard is that I'm going to swallow a bucket of cum of, of Magneto's cum. Well, I'm going to at least put the theme song in before we get to that because like this person, <laughs> just quickly this the theme poor song. person they don't know they don't know what this show is they're this ready is an x-rated show but it's also a show where we're watching x-man the animated series and telling you about what happens on it and analyzing it from various perspectives so, i was gonna say every piece of media that's not the comic books of course, and then we compare the it moment, to the comic books i don't know why i'm explaining this show right now but this is like well okay. we're imagining someone just started listening yeah that's this true. poor person doesn't know what the fuck is going on well but- you know i oh you know what i can say is that for the almost the entirety of this show i was off coffee but i started drinking coffee again a couple of months ago so now i, know. I who knows it, what i'm gonna say whatever ryan is always on and off very his vices and for the moment he's back on coffee and yes the world is is new again but anyway we are on the second part of a two-parter so if this is your first episode you genuinely might want to go back at least one episode you're right and, and this is a good episode again one yes yeah, okay so well, this is the first time this has ever happened on the x-men the animated series where both parts one and two were like equally as good I don't know if I would say equally. Well, maybe not equally, but it was still it was still solid. I thought it was, part two was pretty good. I I don't think I liked it as much as part one, but I liked it. I'll, well, I, I'll say okay, that. I feel the same way, but only because Magneto is not there. So yeah. okay, so I, I'm gonna explain my thoughts on this episode in a second, but I'm gonna first do a previously on the X Men. Cool. And previously on the X Men, Magneto busted <laughs> to the fucking UN or something, and yes. after threatening everybody, was like. <laughs> I'm going Which, to like, take a all the point of the X-Men being oppressed and mutants being oppressed. It's basically, he told the UN and everybody in the world that he's taking all the mutants off the planet to Asteroid M, or at least any mutants that can afford to go there. 
Yeah, I mean, or who want to go. Right, and so everybody's like, what the fuck? So Magneto basically went and freed all the slaves from Genosha. There was a war there. They went to Africa, and Black Panther was there. He didn't have any lines. He was just sitting on a fucking rock. He was just chilling there, just as a representation of the fact (laughs) they were on the entire continent of Africa. Yes, and then, so Xavier, Beast, Gambit, and uh, that's it. The three of them go up into space to... With Magneto to go see what's going on with Asteroid M. Yep. Gambit knows somebody's there. We don't really know the history. It's not explained. So we're just assuming it's his ex-boyfriend. Yeah, it's just this guy, Byron Callie. Apparently right. that's Gambit's ex. Sure. And there's also this other dude, Fabian Cortez, whose power is to like charge people sexually with sexual energy. Yes, but his other power is to make their mutant powers either weaker or stronger. And it's all right. very sexual, but that's his actual power. Right. And so he's been supercharging Magneto. And so mm-hmm. once when they get up to Asteroid M, everybody's fl- flitting about being like, oh, what do we think about this place? And meanwhile, Fabi Cortez wants to kill the humans. So he's trying to shoot missiles and rockets down at Earth. And Yeah, because Asteroid M is armed with rockets, which is, which honestly, is for protection. But I like, don't, you know, I understand why Magneto put it there, but he didn't need like 355 missiles I know! He has <laughs> so many rockets which we find out in this episode is that he's got like a bajillion rockets a bajillion just, like, lined up okay. in this room and also rogue is mad that gambit went up to space because Without even though the her. x-men were kind of like maybe magneto's right like fuck this place and rogue's all like i, I just don't want to touch anyone but i do but gambit don't leave me place <laughs> this is like one of those episodes by the way where rogue is written like anna paquin rogue just i know she's very like she's angry at remy but she's also in love with him and but like, also like she's crying there's like so many moments in this episode where like serious shit has happened rogue's just like but what about remy but what about Damn me it. not being able to get laid I, you know they eventually <laughs> find each other she's fucking like fuck you gambit and i was like okay you just flew out to space to find it all right we'll get there in a second so she's mad uh so fabian cortez is canonically a piece of shit who like manipulates people and yep. so in this, he's got his little team of the acolytes that are like Magneto's like orgy party, whatever. And so he's basically, uh, Fabian Cortez says he overtakes the asteroid M. And uh, yes. after, I've seen a well, lot. secretly. So he yeah. secretly kills Magneto. And then he does like a frame job where he makes mm-hmm. it seem like it was the X-Men. And right. he's like, now Magneto's a martyr. He's dead. And oh my God, I can't believe the X-Men fucking killed Magneto. Oh no. And now and he's a martyr like, for our oh! cause. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, we love Fabian Cortez now because now he's the leader for some reason. Like, uh, yeah, he's just I know. done this power grab suddenly in the vacuum that's left behind I don't behind know how anybody Magneto. believes him, especially in this when he's cackling like a fucking witch the entire time. I know. It's, it's... There's one other piece here. Uh, so in previous episodes, I don't even remember what the fuck episode it was in, but we met Amelia, who is one of Xavier's many exes who is somebody that at least be with him and helped him walk again right. which beast but we explains didn't know that right. she was a mutant no we and didn't we and do. so today or in the last episode i should say not today but in the today. last episode <laughs> we discovered amelia like has lines number one yes. and number two she's here on asteroid m with acolytes so yes and xavier's like what all my exes are here and it's like everyone's like we know dude yeah, um, and also Amelia is mad at Xavier still, although we don't fully get all the nuances of why she sort of explains that... We will she, today. Yeah, and she sort of explains that she didn't want 
Well, she actually doesn't get into the fact that she didn't want to be a part of the X-Men. Beast explains that later to Gambit and it's just like it's Beast's perception of what happened, which is like Amelia didn't want to be part of the X-Men, always thought that Xavier was putting activism first above their relationship. And she just wanted to live a normal life and not draw attention to herself. And we had a pretty long conversation last week about like the politics of that. And and so, yeah, that's right. part of why I'd recommend last week's app. But you can also just listen to this one. Why not? We'll probably talk about it again. I mean, so. it, we talk about Magneto's sex pajamas that he wears to the well, party yeah. which is really which important to know based in the comics i don't know if you saw that somebody oh i did i us. did yeah. that, there was a lot of that um yeah okay so the final thought before we get started here is that we've been introduced to amelia and interestingly enough like this episode it's kind of it's, i would say she's kind of the, the protagonist of this episode yeah. which is a weird choice but it's not a bad I choice i liked it though yeah I, I was into it i was like this is cool we're developing amelia more well it's I, also I sort it. of like I, I don't i don't know if we'll ever see her again on this show right. i think of she course. appears again maybe in the phalanx episode i think she does which is yeah. that's batshit crazy when we get to that there's like an episode where it's like two episodes where the phalanx takes over all of earth and the only people who can stop it are like a team of like beast mr sinister and like i think like moira and amelia it's like something fucking weird like that that sounds crazy yeah. and fun <laughs> but anyway so this this episode follows amelia as she figures out that fabian cortez is a piece of shit and like sort of understand what's going on between magneto and xavier and it's like a lot of her questioning everybody so like i, I don't know it was just a weird interesting way that they were going to tell this story because they didn't do it through any of the x-men you know or magneto although right. magneto has some trippy like weed worthy shit in here that's worth smoking up for so i'm just throwing <laughs> that out there I, like i don't i mean i don't understand what is actually happening when magneto comes I back at the end i truly don't either <laughs> okay thank you because i was like what is happening <laughs> Also, basically magneto just comes back and is he whatever. does we'll i don't know okay there. also this it's is an episode funny. where xavier is just kind of back to being a massive piece of shit again i don't know if you noticed that but oh, i definitely again? did again did it ever stop like <laughs> what back like, well what in the last say? episode he was kind of like he kept it under wraps for a little well, bit because you know? he was barely in the end well thank god somebody made that decision anyway fuck that so guy. last time the episode ended on a cliffhanger where yep. fabian cortez had just framed all of the x-men for magneto's murder and everybody was like staring at a gambit and beast and professor x being like murderers and like that was where we cut away and magneto was stuck in this like space capsule floating off in space dying right. and we didn't know what was going to happen to him Th that's where we left off that so is where i'm also trying to understand i know that in this opening, we have Gambit and Beast and Xavier trying to escape. They're running off, and I know that Gambit is like, "Oh, I'm gonna hold him off," but I don't. I only remember that because my notes don't say that. Here are my notes, by the way. It says Gambit holds off the acolytes so Xavier and Beast can escape. Amelia misses her way into Gambit's butt. I don't know what that means. And then the following note says Xavier somehow convinces the humans to fly them back to Earth, or he uses his brain power. And then it says Beast notices that Gambit is not there and is probably getting butt fucked by the acolytes yes. I, I must have been horny when i was writing these notes i mean I, like I, I mean to be fair that is more or less what happens in the first few shots of this episode well i'm glad that i nailed it a little bit wait can, yeah. wait, wait, <laughs> wait but my next my next note says magneto drifts by as a ghost in a nearby rocket and has a sexy private psychic phone message with xavier 
He does. He does. He floats by and he like sends Xavier a message in his mind being like, I'm alive, Charles. And Charles like puts his hand on the window and is like, it's Magnus. But then for some reason for the entire rest of the episode, Charles thinks Magneto is dead. Okay. Well, I no, don't I don't think. Why. Okay. Here. I think Xavier knows that he's alive, but he's pulling. Are you Xavier. sure? Because yes, I think Xavier's doing that shit where he's just fucking manipulating people and being like, Oh, McDeeter's dead. We have to do this in his name so he can like get them back up into space. Essentially, wow, you know. That's interesting. That's like that's that's kind of my like the other side of Fabian Cortez at that point. Then because it's like he's manipulating McDeeter's death for his own ends. That's I mean, wild, that would be dude. something that Xavier would do on a buy that in a second. Okay, but wait, we skipped over something, which was that Beast and Xavier were both like, okay, Gambit's going to hold off the Acolytes. And like, as soon as they get to the portal, they wait maybe like one second for Gambit to show up and immediately close the door. And They're Xavier's like, like I know, it's Beast. fine. Gambit's just going to die. Let's leave. <laughs> and, like, immediately leaves. And I was Beast like, Beast is just kind of like okay uh, yeah, by the way the shuttle so fast they're in that the humans okay they like convince the humans to leave yes, asteroid the m in astro- this astronauts who like fabian cortez was like let's fucking kill these humans who are just visiting us those humans okay but also did you notice that the shuttle that they're in has a big fantastic four logo on the side because i noticed that and i was like so do these people work for the fantastic four wait what why do you d- i don't know i saw a big four i mean maybe it wasn't the actual fantastic four but you can't randomly have a shuttle in space with a big four on the side and be like in, in the marvel universe and right. kind of be like it's no, not the fantastic right. four because as i was watching that shuttle fly away i was like why did the humans have this form of technology like i, I didn't even buy it it's like a rocket well, that they okay, suddenly have like so the, the the level of technology on the show is like really funny to me because it's like later um amelia like finds a vhs tape and like is playing it and i'm like this is really funny like they only have vhs but also they have interstellar rockets yeah they can like fly from planet to planet which is not something we even currently well, have so, or okay, even close to having now i agree and i think i think it was the fantastic four because back then especially okay so the avengers has have always kind of been like in their own corner right they have right they have the avengers we know who they are there's a bunch of them there's not nearly as many avengers as there are x-men and there's right. some there's some crossover with some x-men and the avengers obviously we know about the stuff with uh captain wolverine. marvel and rogue and wolverine right, yeah. and beast and yeah so those three you know deadpool uh storm and black panther they kind of have their interactions but for the most part you know avengers and the x-men are kind of like they don't intersect all that often, except for when like Wolverines evolved. But right. Fantastic Four and X Men do, and Spider Man and X Men do. Because when you think about it, so like the Avengers have like how many fucking inventors on their team, and it's like the X Men has like Forge. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and nothing against Forge. Forge is great, but like I think you know, I would not be surprised if they stuck that in there because traditionally there's been a lot of times the Fantastic Four have been like here have some technology, you know, and like. Yeah, like, and it makes thanks, a little sir. more sense that the world would be big enough that maybe the president and like other countries would also be like calling a Reed Richards or whatever to just be like, hey, how about you guys also help us? Like, it's not like you're only going to call Xavier every yeah, time. Exactly. So you know? why not? Maybe maybe they're like borrowing some other technology from like other superhero teams that aren't being directly referred to in this episode, but like it would make sense. Well, whatever shuttle they're in, it's kind of like it's not as good as any of the X Men or Magneto shuttles because as soon as they're like like landing it back on earth they're like we're completely out of control the rocket's gonna crash and like yes. beast is sitting there he's like i guess i should have skipped lunch and then he pukes everywhere <laughs> 
Okay, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Can we talk about the fact that the shuttle is like about to crash into the NASA station and Rogue is just there? Yeah, Rogue is just waiting for them to well, come I back. I was like, what is she doing there? Like, I, I guess don't remember. She's waiting for Remy. Like, I get it's not actually explained to what well, she's, she's doing. She's just fucking at NASA, floating above it. An alarm yeah, goes off. Out. Yeah, and well, like what she sees is she sees all these fire trucks and she's like, oh, they're preparing for a rocket to crash land here. Like, I don't know how she even figures that out. It's like, how do you know that? But okay. Well, and so you know, she down in the off, south, all they do is sit there and watch the shuttles crash take rockets. off. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, she flies off into outer space to catch the rocket, but it's too hot for her to touch. I don't know if she, like, actually successfully slows it down or not. It does end up crashing, no, but nobody dies. No, because it dies. crashes, but she, yeah, she touches it. And she goes, ah, it's too hot to touch. It's like frying pan. I don't know what she says. Something like yeah, that, you know? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And then she, like, runs onto the rocket and is like, where's Gambit? And starts, okay, like, freaking wait, that's out. really funny because the shuttle's crashed and there's, like, a million firemen that are trying to put out like the fire, the fire. And, and rogue, just and rogue like rips it. off the door and she screams where's gambit and xavier and beast are just like we're okay um, thank you yeah. beast is puking everywhere and she just ignores them and like rips off another door she's like where is he i can't find him and it was like xavier and beast are like looking what? at each other like oh my god like now we have to explain this shit like, so like <laughs> professor x is like gambit is alive rogue he's on the asteroid m and rogue is like i should have known he'd sneak out on us and she kicks this huge piece of metal like angrily uh, okay to be fair i do feel for rogue a little bit there because she's like finally dating a dude right like and she's is opened she, up though? in that way i don't is know who the fuck fully he's dating a dude the thing is is that with rogue is like it's i can understand I mean, I can understand I understand her paranoia that, like, a guy would run off of her or a girl. Especially if you're dating Gambit. Well, yeah, yeah, right. And also, but she's like, you know, I literally can't sexually please my partner, like, at all unless I put a glove on, you know? She's constantly horny. She can't have sex. Uh, I mean, I get it. She's like, she wants to fuck a lot of people. (laughs) But also, it's like, she's like, okay, are these people going to cheat on me? Because I literally can't, you know, like, I get it. I get it. I'm sorry for her. her Although, the way she's she's reacting here is, like, a little much because Xavier Beast are like thanks for checking in on us and she's like where's Gambit you know (laughs) and so then Xavier is like Gambit had no intention of staying with Magneto his sacrifice allowed us to escape and Rogue is like okay okay I love that's what Xavier this is what he's I'm saying Xavier's being a piece of shit again he's like he's like yeah Gambit sacrificed himself to save us and Rogue's like he's dead and Beast is like uh no what actually he means is that he's alive and he's like in prison in space yeah. And it's like, could you explain that a little bit better next time, Xavier? Xavier just kind of shrugs and like floats away. No, he yeah, doesn't do that. So then, wait, wait, so- wait, wait! <laughs> <laughs> that, that colonel busts in. He yeah, also rips down the door. Army g- general or colonel? This, I don't this even conversation know what level makes the army no fucking sense to me. By the way, it's like this colonel busts in. He's like, "Who is Charles Xavier?" <laughs> and it's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't introduce himself, and we never find he out. He just screams, "Who is Charles Xavier?" Xavier's like, "I am Charles Xavier, and, and I'm ready I'm to speak to speak to the president." Like he just goes ahead and he's like, "This is for me, and I'm ready to talk to the president." I return to Asteroid M. We'll have to wait a few hours. Wait, it's imperative that we inform the world governments of the danger that Cortez presents. Yeah, and then two seconds later, Rogue goes, "But what about Gambit?" Yeah, like, she's crying. By the way, the animation is of her sobbing and being like. Yeah, I, you know it's like rogue there are more important things happening than you getting uh, fake laid right now 
Yeah, uh, like everybody else is like, great. So Fabian's taken over asteroid M. We could all <laughs> die of like nuclear missiles getting shot out of the planet. I know, but suddenly. then Xavier's response says he's like, I'm afraid a return to asteroid M will have to wait a few hours. And it's like, when yeah, he, okay, because he has to do a fucking press conference. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get it, but I'm also like, this is an emergency. I don't know. It's crazy. I know. And then Rogue turns around and she's literally sobbing and she's like, Remy! It's like, oh my God. That scene, I, I mean, I honestly was laughing through that scene i enjoyed it because it was just like it all was the everybody being themselves it, I, mean, I mean the only thing that would have made it better if beast was also quoting poetry in the middle of all that nonsense but like it was xavier <laughs> being a manipulative piece of shit and rogue just like screaming and crying in the background and i just wish beast was also like this reminds me of like dickinson poem, yeah I, I know right <laughs> yeah that was hilarious <laughs> Anyway, back on Asteroid M. So Fabian is like sitting in some random fancy chair and he's like, <laughs> has Remy in a collar that's like. Oh, it's like one of the Genosha and mutant damp- dampeners. Which, that is a lot already. Like he's literally using the tools of the enslavers like to imprison a fellow mutant and like suppress Remy's That is powers. a politic that we could dive into. It's like, it's, it's immediately taking it to 11 and he's like talking to the crowd and he's like, behold, I give you your traitor X-Man. And Remy like tries to charge a card, but it doesn't work because he's like wearing this collar that's. Yeah, getting- it's like, yeah, but you're the only one of the few X-Men that knows what happens when you wear those collars. I think they're just doing also, it give for one to the benefit. Fucking rogue, Jesus! Bring that home with you. Take it off you. Give I it to Rogue right. so you can fuck because she's like horny as fuck down on Earth right now. I know. Like if we've got these collars just lying around on Asteroid M, like that could be really helpful for I you. I mean, guys. honestly, yeah. Uh, anyway. So basically, okay. By the way, every single time that Fabian sits there and tries to get Gambit to confess, it's like the most sexual thing, and it happens like nine times in this episode. I know. So, like, Fabian is lecturing the crowd about how the X-Men killed Magneto, and then he's, like, getting a Gambit's face, and he's like, did you really think you'd get away with it? And then, like, the crowd is all like, kill him! And I know. for reasons unknown, other than, like, wanting to keep Gambit as his sexual plaything, Fabian is like, no, we're not gonna kill him. Yeah. We're gonna try to convince him to join our side, which, like... Like, specifically the Gambit- Acolytes... If Gambit had actually killed Magneto, like, why would you convince him to join your side? Like, that doesn't even make no, any sense. No, it doesn't sense. make any sense at all. It's, like, wildly all. suspicious that Fabian wants to keep well, Gambit like, alive. Well, Fabian Cortez is manipulative, but they, like, make him, like, way more obviously manipulative than this for a kid's show, I think. I don't it's know. It's just weird that no one suspects anything and is, like... I don't know. It's interesting. It and is so interesting. Fabian is, like, before this day is done, you'll beg me oh, to let yeah, you I join know. us like, i was I like holy shit okay yeah. my translation of that conversation was fabian being like i'm gonna fuck you so hard that you will want to join us and gambit's like never plus i endured mr sinister before so <laughs> and then fabian is like before this day is done you will beg me to let you join us <laughs> he laughs absurdly there like he laughs for like a full 10 like minutes. a fucking witch I, he does i was like why does he keep doing that i don't know he's like fully revealed how evil he is and is just like cackling like a witch and everybody around him is like this guy's fine i definitely don't think he killed magneto and framed this other I mean, guy he's for like, doing what? it he's putting on like a witch hat and cackling and everyone's and like, like oh ah! he just really likes halloween a lot you know <laughs> yeah so back okay down wait to Earth. <laughs> we go back to like what things the, the x-mansion we're literally only like rogue and wolverine and beast and xavier there i don't where's jubilee storm storm is gone jubilee hasn't been in an episode for where's weeks. Worf? 
<laughs> yeah, Morph is also gone. Moira's gone. Or I mean, like, like any of the X-Men the they characters. just introduced, like Psylocke and Archangel. <laughs> I know, like all of those characters are fucking gone, which is... Oh my by God. the way, I don't think they did just introduce those no, characters. No, no, this is this is before that episode because this yeah. lines up for the apocalypse. I don't know. This season's all fucking out of order. genuinely, but I do think that this episode was definitely supposed to happen before okay, that 4 wait, so... I know, didn't like two seconds ago, Xavier was like, we're going to go back to Asteroid M in like three hours. I have to do a press conference first, but he he isn't even doing that. He's holding like a fake funeral. He's having a funeral for Magneto now. With like the three people that don't give a shit about Magneto. Yeah. And also like nobody else who actually likes Magneto is there. Like most of the X-Men are gone and it's not explained as to why, which like that in and of itself is really strange. Like where's Scott? (laughs) Like where's Gene? Gene? Like, like where what's is everybody happening? But for some reason, only Logan and Rogue. Well, maybe they, okay. So if this is right before the apocalypse episode, maybe they're all preparing for the wedding. Okay, but it's also this is crazy to me because Xavier knows <laughs> Magneto's alive. So, oh, you know what he's fucking doing here? He's trying to convince the Wolverine and Rogue to go to space with him to right. stop Magneto or stop Fabio Cortez. By using Magneto as a martyr. He's like, okay, I know Magneto is... Which is fucked up. I mean, it's the typical shit that Xavier pulls. Like, this... Okay, it came up the other day. They were like, if you like like Magneto more than Xavier, like, you want to kill people. I was like, no. That's not what it is. Also, Xavier does that more than Magneto does. I was like... like, what? Like, I... Here's the thing. Maybe you do have to kill people if they're trying to kill you. Like what? Like I, what? I don't know. So, but also, it's. I think a lot of people fall into that category because they don't really know Charles. They know like movie Charles Xavier or like of some course. vague and movie like, Car- Charles Xavier is pretty differently characterized. I mean, than- sort of. They kind of like figured out how to make him a piece of shit towards like X Men Three and stuff, and then they kind of like true. they they did you know, and it was it was good. And we anyway, talked about that in our X3 episode. But anyway, right. it was so matter. so everybody's here. Rogue is wearing like a three-piece suit. She is. She's wearing a tuxedo. She looks adorable. I I don't I mean her girlfriend Storm isn't around. I think in part because they need her to focus on Remy for this entire episode because like that's just according to the plot. It would be too, too much of a distraction if she was also fucking if she Storm, had Storm here. Storm around like it would it would change the dynamics of the episode in a pretty fundamental way. But anyway, Xavier's giving a little eulogy about Magneto where he's like he would not have wanted a memorial, so I'll keep this brief. Eric Magnus Lencher was known to you only as Magneto, our most intractable opponent. But he I was, was in also love with him. My friend and my boyfriend. And I was just like, fuck you, dude. Like in my notes, I was just like, you know he's alive. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? Is all my notes. And so then there's like all these flashbacks to like Magneto getting taken away during and, the Holocaust. Right. I was like, holy shit. So we go to that and there's like they and show Xavier him being taken like, away. Mac there's literally the Nazis show up cast. with guns and they start yes. shooting at his parents. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, and they, like, take Magneto, and Xavier's like, Magnus had a tragic past. Anger and resentment led him down a destructive wait, path. Wait, this, this okay. is, like, uh, there, by the way, there's, like, some crazy animation happening here where, like, Xavier's face is, like, big and also crumbling and, the, and yeah, like, fading and into the background. Xavier, like, I think, trying to use his powers on Magneto during wait, okay, that shot. Wait, I love how he's, like, he's like I tried to persuade tried to Magneto. He, I yeah. tried to help him, and I was like, you fucking tried brainwashing Magneto, yes. and he was like, and fuck like, you. Failed. Like Xavier's like, I failed to help him. And it's like, dude, all you tried to do was brainwash him. And like that <laughs> typical didn't work? Professor Xavier move. Yeah. Oh my god. 
And so uh, then Xavier's like, in the end, he only wanted to spare future generations the pain he was forced to endure. Though I abhor his methods, I cannot fault the strength of his character. Farewell, Magnus. At last you have found your peace. Now we have work to do. And then he I just know, immediately leaves. I was like, uh, that's, I was like, work to do. Xavier, you totally are just going to go jerk off in the corner now. It's like, like he got, fucked up also that he's, I, I don't know, this entire eulogy, I, don't know, but I then, was just then, like, then, fuck then, you, dude. Yeah, and then like, Rogue turns to Beast, she goes, this might seem wrong, but it ain't Magneto I'm thinking about right now. And we're and like, she's just like sobbing, and it's like, yeah, okay, you are worried that Remy's dead. We get I know. It. Uh, meanwhile, Fabian Smash Cortez cut to, to Remy being. Oh, hit, like, I was gonna say Fabian Cortez, Fabian's fuck quarters. Yeah, it's really gay. Uh, yeah, and terrifying. And so Gambit is just like, we both know I didn't do it. Like Fabian, <laughs> Fabian keeps being like, confess your sins. Okay, confess. they're they're by the they're by themselves. By the way, I know. they're in his and they're in, they're like, like on Fabian Cortez's bed, and he's like fucking Gambit up the ass, screaming, confess. And Gambit's like, you know, this is kind of hot, but it, also dude. I didn't do like, it. Like we both know, like it's just us at this point. Yeah, like it's yeah, just, just like, this is me. a long walk around to try and fuck me because trust me, I'm Gambit and I would have let you fuck me anyway. But also you don't really need me to confess because I definitely didn't do the murder. And like, since it's just us, you know that. Yeah. Then Amelia walks in, she sees them fucking and she's like, yeah, what the that's fuck? That's enough. And then Fabian <laughs> is like, don't interfere again, Miss vote or a court may have to look into why you were helping an enemy of the state and she's just like rolling her eyes i mean he's like i don't know what's happening okay by the way gambit's on the background in the background on the far literally just gyrating and moaning like that actually is happening i know this is a very sexy scene uh so anyway then fabian cortez starts broadcasting <laughs> yeah i was like fabian cortez like manages to like skype everyone on earth it's the same like TV screens that Magneto was using for his UN address. So I guess he now has access to the same technology that Magneto was using previously, which Mr. makes Sister is there sense. for a second. He looks bored. They He's like, show him again. It's the same shot of him in his throne, like lounging with the Nazi boys, which I was like, please reuse this shot. I love it. Feel free to reuse any shots. of Mr. I know. Sister right. Me too. Want. It's especially in that one. Cause he looks bored as fuck, but he's I like know, sprawled hilarious. out also. It's really um, good. And so then Fabian says, hear me, leaders of the earth. All mutants held for any reason must be free and restitution paid for human crimes against them. Or we will begin attacking targets on earth, commencing with Genosha. Let me warn you that resistance of any kind will result in your immediate destruction. You have four hours. I was like, geez. not enough time. Like, <laughs> Dude, I give you four hours like, to free all mutants, hours, or I'm, I'm going to kill Earth. everyone. It's like, like whoa. whoa. <laughs> okay, and I, mean, I agree that all the mutants should be freed. There should, be <laughs> but this no is a little slavery. There's, there's but a, like, I don't know. It might take more than four hours to like unlock all the cages. Like, I, I just like logistically also, like, fix mutant human pol- politics and relations. I don't know. Also, also. That just means that he's going to kill all the mutants on Earth within four hours if they're not free, which doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Right, like, but then what? President Kelly and Xavier fi- or, and Xavier finally meet up, and like yes. Kelly's just like, we need to kill the shit out of Fabian Cortez, and Xavier's like reaction is he's like, well, I think I should just go back up to space again and casually try to reason with him. Yes. And like this this guy from Genosha is on a TV screen, 
And yeah. he's, even though he's a piece of shit because he's like a sl- enslaver, he does have a point where he's like, uh, yeah, fuck you. You already tried that and it didn't work. Yeah. And then, but then he follows it up with like, all mutants are a piece, all mutants are a piece of shit and you shouldn't trust them. And it's like, yeah, okay. Which is bad. Yeah. But <laughs> the, the beginning of that was true. Yeah. Bigot. Like anybody could have delivered that line and it would have been like, yeah, that person's right. Xavier. But they need the person who, who's questioning Xavier to be like the most evil person possible because it's like always bad to question Xavier on the show. So they're like, well, look at this guy questioning Xavier. <laughs> but then, Anyway, Xavier he is a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit because then Xavier's next line is basically him being a hypocritical piece of shit because basically what he says he's like I'm go- he's like I'm not going he up says, there. He says I'm your only chance. He's like no, I'm the okay, only okay. chance he we have. He says that and then he's like I am preventing a war and then he's like I'm going to go up there and like start a war. He's like yeah, I was like he's well, like we're preventing a war but this time we're not going to talk to him. We're going to attack him. So it's like instead of allowing Fabian <laughs> to attack humans he's basically gonna send the x-men as like a fighting team up there this time right but it's funny the way he says it okay i guess yeah i know but he says it in such a weird way this is also like one of the situations where the avengers probably should step in i know but they don't this is this is a little beyond like freedom fighting at this point i know and it's also one of those situations where the fact that they don't have the entire x team again doesn't make any sense like i know they do that on the show they just kind of try to have only a few x-men per episode but like in this case it's like you really need the full team dude like what the fuck are you doing you're just gonna send logan and rogue up there i mean they're great i mean but, like where's storm where's scott like where's everybody right. else i mean like, honestly like rogan logan could take everybody out and i could trust in that but they don't I mean, do that in this episode much, they almost do they do well they okay. fight the acolyte. well okay we'll get there so yeah. uh, right now fabian cortez is doing like the whiniest fucking monologue ever I to know. every one asked and I, I like i don't even remember what he's saying i just I remember either. amelia I walking i just remember amelia being in like the doorway and be like fuck this guy and she just leaves like yeah she's like reckless fool the world would have left us alone because like she realizes that by escaping to asteroid m if they just left well enough alone they would have been allowed to live there probably but right instead, but like that's not what Fabian happened was the person who fucking launched a missile at the humans kept trying to kill humans constantly it was like way too amped about killing humans in the previous episode and like fucked things up like, for she was like he was like really fucking excited about it it. yeah anyway so amelia goes and frees gambit by teleporting into his room and by the way her, her powers in this are like she turns into a vape well yeah. well she turns into like a vape pen mm-hmm. she like vapes her way into surfaces and she can also like create a version of her hand like across the room with like vape powers that like <laughs> i mean like she's grab like something and then take it back to the rest of her or body. she smokes a lot of weed and like yeah. just becomes like the essence of weed i hope that's her power i would love that but amelia doesn't have that energy i don't think that's <laughs> well that's probably that's what she's that's somebody's into, power wise so amelia goes in there they do have a conversation yeah and gambit grabs her and then he realizes who it is and is like amelia what are you doing here and she's like i thought you might need something are you all right which i was like amelia's just straight up hitting on gambit now like what is happening <laughs> i mean who doesn't want his face like and like caresses her thumb over his lips i know and gambit is like gambit has no complaints does cortez know you're here and amelia's like he's too busy trying to get us destroyed why don't you just confess and get it over with so like at this point does she actually think gambit did it but she's still teleporting into his room and being like well hey, i think sexy. i think like, I, th- I think she knows that he didn't do it but she's not sure so she's trying to confirm that because yeah. like in that next thing gambit's like dude gambit's i didn't like, do we it both know the x-men are innocent and amelia's like but what happened to magneto and right. Gambit's like ever wonder how cortez got to magneto's chamber so fast when his room is on the other side of the asteroid i know and amelia's just like honestly no i just assumed they were fucking you know yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, and she's like, well, I can find out what happened. And so then there's like this weird series of shots where the other redhead who isn't Amelia and her name is Carmela, I guess. I mean, I looked it up and that's that's her name. Well, it doesn't matter. And she's Nobody having cares this conversation. about the acolytes. Well, I know, right? She's having this conversation with this other acolyte whose name I didn't bother to look up because it doesn't matter. But he's like the guy who's sitting at the controls and like the main control room for Asteroid M. And, and Carmela's like, what's going on with Cortez? He was never like this in Genosha, which like, I don't even know what that's a reference to because Fabian was probably always like this. So I, I was going to say, like, this is this is a little strange that you're just noticing his crazy so behavior. Amelia like teleports herself into the back of the room and is like talking to herself being like, now let's see who's telling okay, the truth. Like, and for some like, reason, if no you're spying, don't talk her. out loud. I know. This is like this is like fucking like a vlog where she's like 101, where she's she like, like, takes <laughs> out her phone and she's like filming herself. She's like, now we're gonna sneak into the control room. And, and like, God. Luckily, no one hears Maddie, her. Can we please film this and put it on the channel? <laughs> yeah, we sure. We will. We will. And so then Amelia like sneaks into this other room with a bunch of security tapes, which literally are VHS tapes. Like that is the technology that they're using which i found very endearing but that is what was available in the 90s although That's that is fine. funny that it's like a vhs tape in this like space, in space station in this like extremely like futuristic space station right and so she's looking through all these like analog security tapes she's not even looking through a computer log of them there's like well that's literal... it was still like 1995 too like, what? it's just funny and so like she looks to the right dates and she then they're missing and yeah. so then we go over to the blackbird which is flying in space towards asteroid m and it's using this shiar technology to like cloak itself to pass through asteroid m sensors so they're getting in there without being detected which and sure, xavier fine. rogan beast of wolverine are wearing these like crazy goth like, space goth versions space of their x-men outfits that are, like, I, I love whatever the fuck rogue is wearing you know yeah logan looks really cool too I well like that's like well outfits. that's logan's like his like special ops uniform when he's like black ops gonna go kill some people yeah it's cool they both look pretty fucking cool and there's all this cool synthesizer music here which i wrote down i don't know it's a cool scene yeah. so then they all exit the ship they get into the compound through like rogue ripping doors off of things and beast goes into this huge room with like five thousand missiles in oh it, my he's god like, i was like disarm them all one by one like that's his job which is incredible so he's disarming every so missile. he's like floating about meanwhile fabian cortez is like in his room watching like holographic gay porn like yeah. i don't know what yeah, is happening he's just and i was like in there and then amelia calls on the intercom and she's like cortez this is amelia vote you'll need it in the control center immediately and fabian's like disrespectful herod and she'll be next and like wandering off and then amelia like teleports into the room he was just in so like basically she just had to get him out of there right and she finds the tape in his room immediately oh yeah he just like left it on the bed I mean, maybe that's what he was watching he's just watching himself killing magneto like and over like jerking and over off again. to it yeah, i don't know i guess i don't fucking know he's pretty fucked up so i would believe that yeah me too and so then she puts it into his vhs player and plays it and is like oh my god this is the <laughs> tape of fabian killing magneto and then she like takes it right and so Fabian stores, storms into the control room and he's like seeing that jack shit is going on in there and he's like, I told you to call me only in an emergency. And the guy who's sitting there is like, I didn't call you, dude. Like, I Okay, didn't also it's definitely a woman who called you, not this guy. So yeah. like... And so then Fabian's like, something's wrong. And then Rogue and Logan bust down the door and Logan's like, yeah, it is. And they yeah. Like okay. But like they go into fight and immediately like lose like I immediately know. because yeah. I mean, these alkalites, they've never faced them before. I don't know how Rogue gets cut. Like, I don't understand I don't, that. I don't buy it at all. So like what happens is Carmela. So Carmela shows up and she apparently has the power to like create 
these huge fists that are like outside of her body and like punching people and stuff. Yeah. And like she summons these huge fists and they like immediately grab Logan and Rogan, like throw them into a control panel and both of them are knocked out, which like right. I don't understand how I, that's even possible. I don't know what happened. All I know is that Fabian Cortez walks over with like his dick hanging out and he's like, first I'm going to fuck Wolverine in the ass and then we're going to jettison them out into the cold emptiness of space. And it's like yes. commercial break. Yeah, that is pretty much exactly what he says. At least he says the part about jettisoning them into space. I, well, listen, I watched this episode. It's like, I, like it's just a it's horny sexual. episode. It very is. It's like I was like, you know how we are on the show where we can take but the, the gay has shit that energy as a character. Like, yeah. Well, okay. There's a lot of times that we talk about this a lot on the politics section, and we can talk about it later where they're you know the uh, villains are the gay. villains are gay. But this is one of those instances where you're like you don't. I idolize him at all like this is not team rocket or like ursula or scar or a character you'd ever want to be it's just like fabi cortez is just like this manipulative piece, of, piece shit. of shit yeah i mean also magneto's gay and like it's cool right. like magneto so no that's it's true fine. <laughs> uh so meanwhile in the desert we see the three wise men yeah speaking of magneto- <laughs> okay it's actually the two wise men i don't know where the fuck this desert is they don't tell us it's like the desert with camels they're hanging out they're like yeah. wearing these very stereotypical okay, outfits wait but hold on it's like giant building sized hologram of magneto crawls over a dune and screams i live and okay, i was like what, what is that it's like magneto what? i guess crash landed on earth in the desert and just is a huge hologram now so like the way that he quote unquote died was that he like i don't he was know. disintegrated by fabian's powers or something and then like sent off into space and fabian was like he'll die that's gonna kill him but like why did fabian think that was gonna work and i so don't then, know as soon as magneto gets back to earth he somehow becomes this like huge glowing like electromagnetic <laughs> version of himself who's like screaming and there is this funny shot of like the two dudes in the desert looking at each other like what the fuck is going on there's like just a quick cutaway to them which i thought was very funny where oh like, my god it what? was very funny what so anyway back to asteroid m again okay so fabian cortez is doing another whiny monologue his voice by the way can we let me see if we can do his a version his voice has gotten way whinier like okay, since he, the last he's like episode. he's like i am the deliverer <laughs> like, he sounds like a he-man character at this point and i was like yeah. what happened to your voice dude uh, yeah. So basically, he wants. I'm not going to get into all this because he has this long fucking speech. We don't even need to say it. Basically, what he's going to do is that he's going to show the world that like you can't fight him because if you do, he's going to execute you, and he's going to execute Rogan Wolverine. Like broadcast it to the entire fucking planet and be like, all mutants come up here and like free the mutants, or I'm going to kill mutants. And it's like, yeah, like he's just killing mutants at this. He point. just wants to fucking kill people, but it doesn't work because like after he screams, "I am the deliverer," Amelia is like sexily standing in the doorway, and she's like. The only thing you have delivered is a pack of lies. And she like <laughs> mists her way over to the video control panel. And she's like, watch this. And, and she plays like, the video. Check out this VHS tape that I found. And she like pops it in. And then it like appears on all watch the Watch this cool movie. Get the popcorn yeah, ready, boys. The snuff film of you killing Magneto. <laughs> and everybody okay. sees it and starts like screaming and like walking towards Cortez. Like they're going to fucking kill him. Well, they and are. Cortez is like, I lived for him. Which is like this weird sentence which also seems sexual to me oh my god i know they're all like about to kill him and logan is like i think i'm gonna enjoy this i know fabian throws a grenade at them all and then flings himself into a random trap door and carmella manages to disarm the grenade with her fist and then wolverine just goes she'd be a handful on a date and i was like logan now is not the time oh it really isn't and also like i i wrote down that's not the line i wrote down i wrote wolverine saying 
she would be fun to fuck on a date. Like, yeah, I that's, mean, that's basically what he's saying. Okay, I'm, he's, I know that everything, every single thing I've translated into a sexy, okay, kinky but thing. but this is a sexual comment from Logan. I promise I was not jerking off watching this episode, but this whole episode is, like, so Horny. sexually charged. Like, I was like, holy shit. By the yeah. way, there's, there's a lot of no-taking in this episode. The, the, I know. It's a 20-minute it's a episode, but a lot happens. It's true. Uh, and so then Rogue is like, I don't think Wild Boy's going to fire off any more of these missiles. And Amelia's like, but he can. There are secondary controls. And like, they because they destroyed the main controls for the missiles, so they were like, great, now Fabian can't shoot any more missiles at Earth. But like, there's this yeah. other secret control room where right, Byron right. Tally is working. And so Fabian goes over to the other control room and is like, the asteroid has been infiltrated by hostile agents. Check the missiles. And Byron does it. And he's like, somebody's been fooling with them. And 16% of them have been disarmed. And Fabian's like, okay, arm all the rest of them and launch literally all of them. At Earth. <laughs> and Byron's like, what uh, the no? fuck? Like, no. Like, Why would we I know, do but that? then Gambit saunters and he's like, he's like, He's like, don't, don't listen, listen to, him. to him. Trust me. I let you fuck me in the butt once. So you can trust me. And Fabio and Cortez Byron's is like, I love you, Remy. And then like, I know. And then Fabio <laughs> Cortez pulls out like a little like TV clicker and like pushes a button and Gambit falls to the ground. He's like, oh, oh. I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> he's still wearing his like collar. Right. He's there. And then Amelia like fucking fogs her way into the room and she pulls and the clicker the out remote. of Fabian's hand. Yeah. I was like, I'm glad somebody did that. And then she just goes, this isn't what I signed up for. And it's like, okay, Amelia. <laughs> I didn't sign up for word tv clicking porn i don't know <laughs> yeah and so then fabian runs over to the controls and he's like you can't stop them no one okay, can this is I like when he's like full warheads? on yeah he's yeah. like full on cackling like a witch here by the way this is when yeah. he's like <laughs> and i was so like then he like sets off literally all the warheads and the <laughs> beast is in the room and he's just looking at all of them going off and he goes not a good sign which like, yeah, beast is not a good sign it's not a good sign <laughs> i wrote down beast saying well this isn't a good sign fuck this like <laughs> It's really funny. So he calls Xavier on the phone. He's like, hey, so BT dubs, literally all the missiles are flying towards Earth right now. So Xavier is like out in orbit, like on the, on the Blackbird, and he uses the controls and like his mind powers to shoot down Ooh, as many missiles wait, as possible. Wait, but I don't understand. He's like, he's shooting, trying to shoot them down with the ship, and then he grabs his head and he just goes, He's like, there's too many. And it's I like, you're do not that. doing anything. Know, you're just touching your, like, your psychic powers do not affect missiles, dude. Yeah, you're right. Doesn't he's just a telepath. Sense. All he can do is read, read people's minds, manipulate them, and brainwash them. If Jean were here, she could she do that. She could do that. Yeah. Anyway, he can't do any anything at all. And luckily for him, Magneto shows up and saves his ass. And like, Savior is like, Magneto, you're alive. And I was like, fuck you, dude. You knew he was alive. <laughs> like, we knew you were alive dude okay meanwhile magneto can still breathe in space i don't well, know he's why. still sort of like a weird hologram but like he's fading in and out you know yeah and so then he's like fate he's like in outer space like screaming and he's like okay wait but he like shows up cortez i don't know who he's talking to because like well he's talking to cortez but i don't know how cortez could hear him because he's <laughs> in outer space i think i mean maybe all uh, at this point magneto's had such a power up because like Okay, he, so he, turned- the, he explains it here. He goes, the Earth's magnetic field has healed me as a mother nourishes her son. Now I will have my vengeance. So I guess we're supposed to believe that as soon as he got back to Earth, he was suddenly repowered again by the magnetic field. And of also the Earth, like had these like which power then ups. Led me down like an interesting Google search where apparently like there were past comics where it was implied that Magneto's powers could only work on Earth because of the magnetic fields of the Earth. But then in later comics, they retcon that and they were like, no, he can actually pull magnetic fields from 
any planet, no matter where he is. So, which I believe they wrote in just after the X Men started going to space and stuff, so they could have Magneto right, go to space. I agree. But in this episode, they're sort of weirdly implying that, like, by going to Asteroid M, Magneto somehow compromised his powers in some way, and like flying to and from Asteroid M could have fucked with him, and that he needed to be on Earth, which is sort of an interesting thing but like isn't really fully confirmed or explained at all so it's just this weird extra plot point that like maybe that's the case i don't know if magneto's powers only work on earth or not but anyway that's how he was healed supposedly then he beams all these electromagnetic beams into asteroid m which i don't fucking know why but he does that i guess to stop the missiles and then inside we see rogue flying down a hallway and logan following and logan being and like all the walls are shaking and shit and like everything's like falling apart oh my god Magneto doesn't sound like he's in a very good mood. We better find the Cajun fast. And Rogue's like, we don't find him. We don't go. Gambit, come in, you low-life swamp rat. Like, she's, like, calling on her communicator. I know, and Gambit's, like, there on the coming. Gambit he's like, Shh. responds, finally. And he's like, shit, I, it almost sounded you like, almost you missed like you missed me. You almost sounded like you missed me. And Rogue's just like, like I know, she literally, she's like, <gasps> Rabbit! And then she goes, when I get my hands on you, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck the Everletta and shit out of you after I beat the Everletta shit out of you. And Gambit's like, this is kinky. I should do this more often. <laughs> it's really funny. And so then Magneto flies onto Asteroid M and interrupts <laughs> Amelia and Gambit and Fabian. Oh, okay. He, Magneto flies and he screams, I have come for the one who has betrayed me. And Fabian is like crawling away on the ground. And okay, Gambit- wait, wait, wait. This is like, this is like a real shot where he, okay, Fabian's on all fours crawling on the ground and Magneto's just standing there like right behind him. Here we go. Like I was like, they are going to do a doggy style right the fuck here. (laughs) And Gambit and Amelia are just standing there watching this happen. They kind of shrug and leave. Yeah, Gambit and Amelia run off, and then Magneto wraps up Fabian in this huge metal sheet and, like, ties him up and gags him, and right beforehand, Fabian once again... I know! I was like, what? (laughs) Fabian goes, I live only for you, like, as his final line before he's gagged again, and I'm like, this is fucking gay. Kinky, I know. Uh, So Gambit and Rogue then have a reunion, and they're like... They're talking about how they're going to fuck, and Logan's, like, immediately jealous. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but Rogue also finds him with Amelia and goes, just like you to be wandering around with some other woman. And it's like, Rogue, what are you, like, can you calm down for The, the ship is, like, blowing up, second? and, like, clearly they're trying to escape, dude. Yeah. And so then Rogue tosses his hair, blah, blah. Logan is like, you're making me sick, which is what you were talking about. I know, about. yeah. Uh, and Xavier is cyclically having, like, another sexy phone conversation with Magneto, where he's like... Yeah. He's Magneto, like, he's like, you have to come with us. <laughs> I know. He's like, he's like, we need to continue fucking. And like, and Magneto's like, thank you, Charles. But if my dream must die, I must see it through to the end alone. In time, the world might have learned to trust us. Now that hope has been lost. Do not concern yourself. I shall survive it. Which like, this fucking sucks. And then he lights asteroid M on fire. And it, I mean, like, I kind of love, okay, this it's, is something, okay. This is something I love about Magneto is that, you know, he realizes this idea he had did not work he fucked up and he's like and he's like okay it's my responsibility to fucking like destroy it now you know and it's like that's how magneto is and that's why i'm like okay see like this is something xavier does not do if if xavier fucks up he's like uh it was mr sinister and magneto and like everybody quickly like take your helmets off so i can brainwash you real quick 
it's yeah. like so that yeah. I can make it you forget that you that I ever made any type of mistake so like Magneto puts all the other mutants who were living in Asteroid M on a ship by the way right uh, before he destroys it he saves everybody but he's also like we're gotta shut this shit yeah, down yeah they go back to the desert Black Panther's there again you know Black Panther's just standing there they're like right outside Wakanda this is a drop off point apparently yeah and like the Blackbird lands and like all the mutants like are going back home and okay there's like okay hold on I love to see where like Amelia <laughs> and Xavier are talking and, yes. and i don't even like write down the conversation but I basically did, did. it's like it's so like amelia like why did you offer to save magneto she's talking to charles and charles is like he's my friend nothing can change that and amelia's like what is there for him now charles his dream is gone and charles is like he could help us as you could amelia to fulfill my dream i was like for a better future for all mutant and humankind alike and amelia's like a generous offer charles xavier given our past together and then she kisses him on the cheek and then she's like but i just tried following another man's dream it's time i discovered my own which and i do I don't like that hate, i mean i really like that line but i fucking hated that she kissed xavier i was like don't <laughs> i know well, show, also don't make her do this like this is humiliating her and it I is and I also really like this whole conversation conversation is really about xavier being like well my boyfriend's now dead that, so do you yeah. want to start fucking and Mia's like well now that i fucked the both of you and realized that i don't like either of you i'm gonna go figure out some of my own shit i'm i'm gay now so yeah. and so then there's a cutaway to this other scene where xavier <laughs> or not xavier where fabian is strapped to a bed with a bunch I of i thought it was gonna be like mr sinister but that's not what that happened made a lot more sense by the way but it's not it mr sinister and so then fabian's like where am i and then fucking apocalypse walks out with Deathbird, right and is like you're with your true savior and fabian's like who are you why do you want me and apocalypse is like you were saved from the asteroid because your talents will prove useful to me very soon and then he emerges from the shadows and starts laughing <laughs> and i was like okay so clearly these episodes were supposed to happen right before the four-parter i think well yeah because they're they're in the know. little they're in apocalypse's like pyramid but we place. never see but we never see <laughs> even again. if this was aired correctly in order we don't see fabian cortez and also what does he do does he like amp up apocalypse's power is that I what guess. he's doing i, mean, I don't my guess is no that he we never find powers. out and that's okay, the end the of the episode other thing though is like apocalypse's powers don't even need to be amped up he's already apocalypse like what the fuck like he already has so much power he doesn't I don't, need somebody like i Fabian don't know Cortez. i really don't know that ending made no sense to me but overall the episode was really fun to watch and i, I really appreciated that like there was a two-parter where the second part was like still fun and like I felt like it did a good job telling the story. You know, I it did. Really thought it actually managed to do that. And it still touched on to some new politics that weren't introduced in the last episode, which I thought, you know, it's like we have all the politics of Asteroid M, right? And like, yeah. it's like, what else could there be? But they still managed to put like a whole bunch in here. And I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're in the politics section now. So, yeah, like, but also, this episode is gay as fuck, by the way. Like, I holy know, but shit. but we can talk that, about that in another section that yeah, isn't the politics section. That's literally um, that. Yeah, so Amelia's politics are pretty cool in this because... So last time we were talking about how Amelia sort of represents this person who wants to be closeted is sort of like conservative in her viewpoints and is like I, I want to stay closeted as a mutant. I don't want people to take any notice of me. But then interestingly after breaking up with xavier because he was too much of an activist for her which 
I guess we can get into whether that was the real reason they broke up oh, or not. I know, right? But um, as far as we know, that's why they broke up is because Xavier was like going off the deep end with activism and she was like, I just can't follow you here. Like, I don't want to make a vigilante team that's going to fight the government. I right. just want to live a quiet life. And I mean, I do sort of judge her for that, but I also understand that it's like a way that many people feel about this kind of thing. Um, so they break up. But then, interestingly, she joins with Magneto, Xavier's right. ex, and is like, I'm going to hang out with your ex who's significantly more radical than you on all of his politics right is creating this other world for mutants to live in like she goes full tilt into that and then ends up having to follow fucking fabian cortez who is the guy who's all the more extreme for magneto like to a level of being totally unreasonable and endangering the mutant cause like he just fucking was ready to kill not only mutants but everyone like he just full tilt is like i'm gonna fucking kill mutants i don't even care anymore Uh, yeah which is like what so this this is I mean, the politics here. But anyway, here, back to Amelia. I was trying to summarize. Her well, we well, about Fabian in a second. Yeah, okay. So okay. like, she ends up turning on Fabian Cortez, joining with the X Men, and then at the end of it all, is like, I got to admit, I'm really fucking confused about what my politics are. Is basically how I read her lines at the end, where she's like, I've been following these charismatic leaders, like from Xavier to Magneto to right. Fabian, and I'm realizing that like following these men is maybe not what I should have been doing and I should have been figuring out like what I actually think, which is cool. Like I liked that that was how her plotline ended was that she was just like, I truly don't know how I feel anymore about these politics and like I'm going to have to figure out my own shit on my own and who I want to follow maybe is myself. Like maybe I want to figure out what I actually think about these things and what kind of life I want to have and also not base it around marrying somebody and like settling down, which is like her original dream with Xavier that like, I don't know. I really liked that she kind of shook that off and was like, fuck this. I did yeah. not like her kissing Xavier for that reason because I was like, no, I don't want you to even I know. be implying that you're interested in that. I want you to be like going off on your own and realizing who you are on your own. I really like that. I, as no, I agree. And I, I think what, and we've talked about this a lot on this show is that at the very beginning of X-Men and a lot of uh, these movies were like the two options of these politics are like Magneto versus Xavier. But we've learned that there are so many different ways yeah. and views that people want to deal with mutant politics just like in real life like i mean this is a bad comparison because magneto and xavier are neither neither are like you know republican but like you look at right. like the republican versus the democrats it's like here's your two sides pick one it's like okay but there are more sides so than that more sides there's than more that, views because yeah. like personally like I'm, I'm on amelia's side here a little bit because like if we look at like those kind of politics i'm like i don't like anything the republicans or the democrats are doing personally like i think they're all wrong i think we need to come up with some new fucking ideas and how we're gonna run things and i think that's what amelia's at she's like kind of like i don't know where my stance is on like freedom fighting here like i don't know how i want to stand up and also in the last episode you and i talked about how like our contributions to the gay community are like some like totally different stuff like some people go and do the pride parade and like that is their contribution some people do fundraisers some people like open up a club and be like here's a safe haven for for uh the lgbt community it's like amelia's like oh there's more than just two ways to deal with 
like being a mutant and like standing up yeah, for our rights I mean, you know what i mean we were talking last week about how the politics of asteroid m are like actually really confusing and it's hard to know whether or not yeah. you would want to go to something like that like is it the right thing to do to like right. and all the x-men like honestly like question that too yeah which is interesting because it doesn't it genuinely doesn't have an easy answer and like after we recorded that i was thinking about it more and just being like what do i think about this and i feel like there isn't a firm answer on it like should you completely have gone from society of societies rejecting you and oppressing you or should you continue trying to fix it from the inside and like i don't know i can kind of see both sides like we don't like xavier on this show but like his politics are very common in our world like where people are like i want to just work within the government like work with those policies try to fix things very 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 slowly but still try to fix them and advocate to fix them whereas yeah. magneto is more like tear it all down fuck it violent revolution like let's fucking do this which is very dangerous like it right. is putting people in it danger is. but also and- they're up in space with like a bunch of missiles yeah. aiming yeah, towards which- earth to it's, protect themselves which it's like i mean which uh, if you if you knew oh god there's like so many references you can make on earth about this now but if you knew there was like a country that had a bunch of nuclear warheads that could just kill everyone in two seconds but it's like for their protection or whatever it's well, like I mean, do you do feel have comfortable situations like i that know now, but yeah <laughs> like there is some very obvious ones we don't need to like name countries but you know what they are yeah but it's just interesting because there isn't really an equivalent in our world of like some marginalized group of people leaving and being like okay we're gonna start our own country like there's sort of smaller examples of I that mean, honestly maybe down. maybe all of us gays should just like go on an island somewhere and surround it by rockets and missiles <laughs> and be like if you attack us we're gonna blow up the planet i don't know i mean the reasons it wouldn't work are the same reasons it doesn't really work in the x-men because it's like sometimes you have a kid and they're not a mutant and then like what are you gonna do banish them <laughs> i know like, it's like that's part of why i feel like queer stuff is such a good analogy for being a mutant because it's like you don't it's like not everybody is gonna be one going you know to have a gay kid well okay <laughs> like, but now the thing is i don't know oh god see this is hard i don't think this applies to everyone but i know genetics do play a role in here um like i know yeah, but it's it's like tough like there's a lot of studies about whether or not genetics play a role like in being queer i think they do to a degree only because like personally i know they are I, well i mean that's because you like have a queer relative i don't dude so like what's no, the I explanation know. there it's like I, know. I don't i don't know man it's so weird like but but truly like scientists have studied that for a really long time and been like is it genetic is it not and well, like okay, here, here's the thing is that really first tough. of all it's not i mean i i say that it's genetics because i know that i have relatives that are gay that are like very close to me biologically and yeah, like so i can see that to you in other ways so you right yeah. so i do believe that to a degree but at the same time it's like really dude you're gonna like fall in love with who you're gonna fall in love with you're, you're gonna be attracted to whoever you're attracted to like personally like i i have never been able to be able to be sexually attracted to a woman in that way. And like, I probably, like, I never will. Like, that's, I know that about myself. But a lot of the time, most people can swing either way. Like, it's really about like who you like or what you're attracted to in that moment. And so, like, it's kind of like part of why it's so hard. I mean, this is why it's difficult to nail it down because it's like. Right. And that's why it's like you can try and find the science behind it. I mean, it's almost impossible to. But but this is part of why X-Men is such a fantasy, because in X-Men, it's like there's either an X gene and you're a mutant or not. And it's very binary, which I don't think anything in real life is quite that way. Like there's, you know, people who 
are kind of queer or not fully queer like yeah or it's like, like it's just kind of like race people right. like the other the other forms of marginalization don't really like line up in that type of a binary in the same way it doesn't really work but in this show in this show either you're a mutant or you're not or in the comics either you're i know a mutant i know it's i mean it's Which a little more black and white with the x-men simple in a sense politically for them because it's like there's mutants and there's not mutants and that's just how the world is apparently right we've really gone down around so then, the then you have somebody like fabian cortez who who is like we should kill all the humans let music yes. mutants exist but the thing is he's also tried to kill uh magneto and now he's yeah. like gonna execute yeah. the x-men on tv but like that that is crazy fabian's like if you don't free all the mutants in the world like in I'm four hours i'm going to X-Men? kill everyone and i'm going to kill the x-men and it's like I think you just want to kill people, dude. Yes, I don't think you actually dude, care yes. about mutant politics and at like, all. Honestly, there are people in activism where I'm like, you just want to hurt people, and like, right? You and, but they, but they can get to, away with it because they're because you want you're like saying you're here to hurt the correct people, but actually you're just really no, into no. It's not. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, but also like there are activists out there who like get away with doing this shit because they're like oh well i'm doing it for the correct reasons so therefore i can beat the shit and kill people and it's like you have just found a way to get away with hurting and killing people like that is what you're doing evaluated to what extent you're enjoying hurting people that said i still really like that this episode has magneto as that counterpoint because he is a character who's motivated by his own trauma motivated by anger but doesn't take it too far in my opinion and owns his fuck up at the end of the episode and is like, even though I personally didn't fuck up Asteroid M, I did allow Fabian to rise to power here and like that was my fuck up. And because of that... I need to take everybody safely home and I need to completely destroy this asteroid. Yeah, and also, like, because this idea does not work. Like, allowed all of these fucking missiles to end up in the wrong hands. Like, right. that is on Magneto at that point. And, and like, Magneto recognizes that and he's like, okay, so this was a bad idea. And that, like, I think Magneto at this point is like, okay, things aren't black and white. And if this is truly supposed to lead into all those apocalypse episodes that we were supposed to watch, it makes a right. lot more sense because as to why Magneto epic in those episodes. Well, like, yeah. He and he's like, rules. and he also is like, I want to create, like he a wanted to world. go back in time where he create a new world because right. he already tried doing that. And he realized like the way that he was doing That's is not going to work. And it explains his motivations as well in those episodes. Better I, see, because... I feel like his motivations of him and mystique, just fucking playing apocalypse the yeah. whole time, make a lot more sense watching this episode. It you does. Know? It does. Yeah. And I, I definitely think these were supposed to air before that. I mean, it doesn't really explain like the Genosha thing, but I think, well, it I makes think that's sense. like an animation or error. Honestly, I, I don't know. And a lot of people were saying they think that Genosha was supposed to be called free Genosha, by the way. And I think those people are probably right. It's, they Honestly, probably were. The audio mixing in these episodes is just getting worse and worse. Like, oh my god, it's like as it's going towards so the end of the series, where I can barely understand what the fuck people are saying. Like, obviously, I, I try to transcribe a lot of lines in this episode, and I'm definitely getting stuff wrong because it's like it's really hard to understand what. Oh, totally. Are saying. But anyway, it's because usually the background music is too loud, or like the sound effects or other things like that. It's just audio mixing issues. But anyway, um, I do think that this episode was supposed to probably fall between one man's worth, which is like the crazy time travel. Like now we live in a whole new universe episode and um the four parter because that yep. kind of makes sense it ex- makes sense as to why mystique is suddenly at genosha again and like all these other things because it's like okay so we're in a different timeline yeah but that doesn't work though because now we're finding out that this happens before all that so uh, well it happens after one man's worth though because one man's worth is the part where bishop and 
Wolverine and Storm create the new timeline. Remember, you've forgotten all of it. It's all uh, running together in your wait, head. Which one's Don't that? Worry about it. That's not it's the, the one where it's the one where futuristic Logan and Storm are in the past, and then they interact with like they become real Logan and Storm. Do you remember oh, that yeah, episode? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and sorry. I couldn't. I can't remember it. the titles of all the different fucking time travel episodes. It's I like know. I know that's typical for the X Men is time travel and like alternate it's universes. Fucking dumb. Anyway, luckily this episode wasn't about any of that shit. It was about like the stuff I really like when this show does where it's introducing all these different perspectives on something that's like impossibly hard, which is like mutants are being oppressed by humans. You can observe that, but like, how do you get them to stop? Like, what are the different <laughs> ways to try to get these governments to stop? There fucking is doing no this? way. Yeah. And like, you can try to work from within like Xavier's doing. You can be like, fuck this. Like, Magneto's oh, right, because Xavier's like all buddy, buddy with Senator Kelly or President I know, Kelly. President Kelly. And like, is that really even working? Like, arguably not really. Like, it kind of is because President Kelly's like sort of letting Xavier do what the fuck he wants. But it's also Xavier. And like, are his methods even really helping that much? I would say maybe not. Probably and not. Like, I mean, it is Magneto, Charles Xavier. Meanwhile, by being more extreme in Magneto's case, Magneto is more susceptible to a bad actor taking over his entire organization and like co-opting it for his own ends yeah, in I the case agree. of Fabian. So it's like, you can't even really guarantee... Well, you can't trust everyone, first of all, which right. is a sad lesson. But... I don't know. I just thought I mean, it was they, interesting. They, they just kind of did that in the House of X, Powers of X thing, right? Like, it's like, we trust everyone, but didn't, like, Mr. Sinister still turn out to be, like, Mr. Sinister? Mr. Sinister? Well, yeah. to be fair, should they have trusted Mr. Sinister? I mean, I mean yeah, exactly. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think they just, Mr. Sinister just went along with it because he wanted to open up that gay bar. Yeah, no, it's it happens to us all. I mean, if Asteroid M had been a gay bar, I feel like things would have turned out very differently, maybe a lot better <laughs> if there'd just been more dancing. I well, don't know. I, listen, I enjoyed... I enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, Me too. I mean, it's I mean, it's not as good as the first part, but it's still a strong episode. It's and very like, strong. It's very strong, and I, I liked the plotline they did with Amelia overall a right. lot. Right, and I, I feel like both of these episodes are great political episodes to explain the X-Men universe, and especially Magneto's politics, because I feel like a lot of people don't understand Magneto's politics. They just see, like, this angry guy trying to get revenge for, like, the Holocaust, and it's like, no, I mean, that's not that's what he's trying to really do. sad, because... I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe those people are basing it on the comics. Like there's certainly some comics where Magneto is more of a dumbass, which is fair. And I mean, yeah, I, but I mean, he makes mistakes. He's a strong character, you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't always do the right thing, but no, yeah. he doesn't. But who does, you know? Nobody, nobody. Right. Anyway, uh, should we rate the episode? I don't know what order. We well, do this yeah, we can do that since we're right here. Um, I'm going to get a four out of five X's. It's not as strong as the last episode, but it's still good and it's still worth watching. Do not skip it. Watch these yeah, two episodes. I completely agree. I really liked both of these episodes. I would definitely give it a four. Uh, yeah. The only reason I'm giving it a four is because there's some parts of it that are just like insane. Like I didn't like all the rogue stuff. I was just like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, yeah, that I was all crazy. Like but like and rogue getting l- knocked out immediately for no reason. <laughs> well, because I know why they did it. The story's I not about it. them. You know, it's I like, know, I know. Yeah. It's, it's it was really funny. about like Xavier, Magneto and Amelia. And so that's kind of like what it was actually about. And I guess Fabian yeah, and Cortez. I liked everything else. I liked, I mean, Fabian cackling like a witch is really fucking funny. It um, is. So do we want to do Who's That X-Men? I was going to say, yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right, let's go. Who's That X-Men? This is coffee in Ryan, by the way. Uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) So today today we're doing uh, Amelia. 
I don't know how to say her last fucking name. Is it vote? I think it's vote. It's pronounced vote within this episode. In the show? All right. Well, she was created by Scott Lobdell and John Romita Jr. Her first appearance was on Uncanny X-Men number 300, and her powers is that she could turn herself and matter into mist that can move through the astral plane, which, okay. And it allows her to teleport. Um, So basically, she has like enhanced vaping powers um <laughs> in her first appearance it was hinted that amelia was a former student of xavier's who declined to join the x-men but nine issues later they revealed a different storyline right. i think honestly they took that and they gave that story to sage mm, yeah i think that's what happened amelia was a nurse who cared for xavier after he, his legs were first injured of the many times he gets paralyzed i am uh. not convinced that he actually ever has lost the use of the last or the use, of his, the use of his legs oh my yeah, god I, I couldn't talk you know what i mean uh they were they were stationed in tibet and the relationship was professional at first but then it grew romantic mm-hmm. amelia and xavier then returned to the united states at that point xavier had already encountered magneto in the shadow cane and he was building cerebro to track down mutants amelia mistaking this machine as a machine that would hunt down and exterminate mutants because she did not know that xavier was a mutant yet and then right. re- and revealed to Xavier that she was a mutant herself by attacking him. Xavier right. stopped her with his own mutant powers, revealing that he was a mutant, and that strengthened their relationship. I mean, honestly, they both should have been up, up front about that, like, right they away. They should have, like, yeah. But, like, again, gay politics, like, and I even have this problem now where I, like, before I was with somebody, because I, like, I have a partner now, but, like, back when I was single, I was like, I have no idea if guys are hitting on me not, because I come from a generation that, like, you know, it's oh, like yeah. people I didn't mean, say I that, you know? I also struggle with this. No, <laughs> I, mean, I know. Like, this is, so, like, a constant queer experience of being like, is this person hitting on me? But I, right. the other place I thought you were going to go with it is, like, I mean, I feel like this comes up more often in my life as, like, a person who's dated men and has dated women, where it's, like is it worth telling this person that I'm queer? Like, or does it not matter? Yeah. Does it not matter? Like, am I safe to say that to this person? And like a lot of times I'm like, I genuinely don't know. You really don't know. Uh, So Amelia and Xavier had very different standpoints on the human mutant interaction. Xavier wanted coexistence and Amelia felt like it was best for him for all of them to continue living underground like the Morlocks. Um, when Xavier brought Cyclops to the X-Mansion to train him as first X-Men, Amelia said to Charles that she he was going to doom all of mutant kind, and so she leaves. And Charles tries using his psychic powers to make her stay, but stops himself, but not before Amelia notices this and feels betrayed by Xavier. Yeah. And that is why she's pissed off in these episodes, is because he tried fucking brainwashing her and failed. Yeah. Yeah. But like that's like not explained in here. Some shit he would do. People listen. You like Xavier <laughs> because like you and I were like, things. why is she so mad? And like yeah. we're like, oh, when I and then I'm looking at these notes. I'm like, oh, she's mad because he tried fucking with her head. It's not in this. Um, yeah, it's so, interesting though. I mean, they I think they try to make Xavier nicer on this show than he is in the comics. Although yeah, even on this show, maybe not the, so much. His though. manipulation stuff still creeps in because it's part of his character. He it is breaks into people's minds without asking. It's like his all whole the time, and then deal. he's like, "I would never go into somebody's mind without asking, unless they asked, unless somebody else asked me to do it more than once. In which case, I'd immediately do it." <laughs> yeah, I know. Like the second time you ask, I'm, I'm all in brainwashing. Uh, yep. Amelia was recruited by Fabian Cortez to join the Acolytes. She was given a place of seniority in the group, even though she didn't agree with all the Acolytes' politics, mm-hmm. especially like killing humans. She didn't want to do that, even though at first she advocated to kill Moira McTaggart. <laughs> uh, eventually, she became disillusioned by Fabian Cortez's bullshit and also disillusioned by Magneto, and she left the group and worked against Magneto by helping the X-Men free a captured Professor Xavier. 
After the events of M-Day, which is No More Mutants and this uh, House of M storyline with Scarlet Witch, Amelia mm-hmm. returned to work as a nurse for a, the handful of mutants that were retaining powers. During the Messiah Complex, Wolverine, Storm, and Nightcrawler seek her out to obtain information regarding the Alkalites, and she reveals their location. And Amelia eventually rejoins the Alkalites after Professor Xavier's death. He unfortunately did not stay dead. And after Exodus dis- disbands the Acolytes again, Amelia relocates to San Francisco and has since joined Magneto's new Brotherhood of Mutants. Pretty cool. Uh, I don't I don't know where she stands now because I don't remember her being in House of X or Powers of X. So I don't know if she is now on Krakoa or not. Probably. Somebody yeah. can like let me know. Cool. Well, that's Amelia. And I, I still feel like this this version of her like lines up fairly well with that. I mean I agree. I think it's been good. I think it's good. It's a good portrayal of her. I, li- I like that these uh, character notes are getting shorter because we've done like all the big X Men at this point. I mean, there's Have still a we? few. There's a no, there's a few left, obviously. On. But like, yeah. like all the char- like the original five are done. So like, those are the longest running X Men. Yeah, I mean, this is already like a fairly long episode, so we can just continue plowing on through it. Um, yeah. So um, okay. So who's uh, gay? Who's gay? The Everyone, uh, this episode, holy shit, really it's been a gay. while since we've had like a horny episode like this where it's like, we're, where you watch the episode and then afterwards you reflect on like, was How I horny was? watching this or was the episode horny to be watched? I'm going to go ahead and say the episode was horny to be watched because Fabian putting Gambit in a fuck collar and like taking away his powers and like causing him to be electrocuted and all this shit, like... I don't even know, dude. Like, that is just a sexual, like, fan fiction setup right there that I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty gay. Fabian's gay. That's what I'm going to say. He's very gay. I mean, his powers are gay because he's literally, like, charging people up. And when he charges them, they or moan. weakening them. And it's like, Gambit, like, by the way, it's like, you know, I'm into this kinky shit. But, like, if you want to fuck me, like, that's fine. Like, you don't need to go to such extents to fuck me because I'm Gambit. <laughs> And it's like, if you don't think I slept with the enemy, I have because I'm Gambit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Monster. Gambit is used to this. And also, like, everybody wants to fuck Gambit in this episode. Who, yeah, which I was going like, to say, who doesn't want to fuck Gambit, by the way? Nobody. Uh, I guess I'll also say, like, kind of shout out to Magneto and Xavier, who, like, clearly are still sort like, of obsessed okay, with each having, other like, in their sexy, own way. sexy, like, psychic conversations where, like, like, please don't leave me, Magneto. And meanwhile, Xavier fucking, I mean, we didn't even talk about this in politics, but it's just, like, Xavier fucking lying to everybody and being like, Magneto's dead. Anyway, is that even like a politic or is that just like Xavier being a piece of shit? I mean, I, mean, I like, guess it's not a politic, but it's like, I can't even believe that that is a thing that's in the well, episode. He's, just, he's, like, he's like, I'm going to lie to everyone and use Magneto as a martyr because he's not dead, but like secretly Xavier's he's still alive and I'm still boyfriend. fucking him. This like, is why no one wants to date you, Xavier. Like, don't do this. Like, oh what my God. Doing, it's so man? bad. Okay. Also that scene where like, Magneto shows back up to Asteroid M and throws Fabian Cortez on his like into doggy style position and stands behind his ass. I was like, 
holy shit they are gonna fuck and then he like does all this weird bungee stuff where he's like gagging him and shit and i was like and uh, every time Fabian gay. is like, I live for you. And it's like, dude, you tried to kill Magneto, but also you live for him. Like, like you're like a weird, weird okay, it's power like, exchange. It's like Magneto's like this celebrity, basically, and he fucked like one of his fanboys, and his fanboy yes, like took it to his head. Mistake. Yeah. Huge mistake. You should never fuck one of your fanboys, is the main lesson of this, because that right. fanboy might try to kill you and then take over everything you stand for. <laughs> that could happen, and you always gotta be careful about fucking your fans. He's That's like, I want to fuck you so hard, Magneto. Magneto's like, okay. And then later, like, the repercussions of that <laughs> is, like, a like, power play. I don't, you know. Floating off into space, like, completely drained of energy. And he's like, well, probably shouldn't have done that. Right. That I know. I know. And then there's that scene where, like, Gambit, like, stumbles in into, like, Byron's arms. And he's like, don't oh, listen yeah. to him. And, like. I forgot about that. Good old Gambit. And Gambit, Byron like, Kelly. is all about, like, getting laid in this episode. It's like, I don't really. He stayed back to hold him off. But, like, after that, all he did was, like, get, like, sexually like, like oh no i'm getting kidnapped i'm like, he's like who's gonna fuck me in the ass and it's like a gambit i think you i don't know like gambit just like finds is reasons gambit to get laid allowing himself to get kidnapped is he into it he's I on every know. dating is app gambit... out there. is he even on dating apps he's like so suave that he doesn't need a dating app to help him yeah he can just sort of exist in the world he can just seduce like... whatever the fuck he wants and like he Pretty doesn't care much. okay so i'm still gonna say i guess fabian is the gayest i mean yeah we've talked about it a million times like it's maybe bad that villains are so gay on this show but oh yeah I, that was the politic we we're gonna talk about but i think we've I, talked I about that politic in like every so episode much. yeah <laughs> but it's also i feel like the reason why it doesn't bother me as much is because you still have characters like magneto who are sort of like a counterpoint to that where it's right. like he's clearly obsessed with charles they're clearly gay as hell but magneto's <laughs> also like pretty fucking cool and like, wait can i just tell you by the way that some i was i on national coming out day i took the mutant ages yeah, post that we you, said like, we were like the we, I, I, yeah and i was like i was like you know happy mutant, like coming out day you know as co-hosts here both of us are gay and out and like yeah. you know i think that's important and then i reshared it to my twitter and somebody was like do you really think that xavier magneto is gay because you're wrong and i was like <laughs> uh I don't, I was like, I mean, clearly they're gay. Have you not read the comics? And like a bunch of people are like, yeah, dude, we're like, we're on your side. I was like, I don't know. What, who are you? Like, <laughs> people who want to sit around and argue about that. I mean, there's already all these people sitting around arguing about the like canonical threesome that's happening between Gene and Scott and Logan. Yeah. Like, oh my God. That yeah. That's a thing that's like happening right X now. And back in like the comic books, like Gene's like sharing like, a room with Cyclops and Wolverine, well, or like, like in a connected suite, basically. Yeah, like and it was like next to each other. Like now, they're doing like this poly canon. thing, and I was like, yeah. okay. And All right. people love it. Like people love that that's the plot line, but there's a few people out there who are like, that's bad. And those people can calm down and yeah, they can. go away because it's a thing now. It's it real. is a thing now. All right. Um, do we want to just some reader mail? Yeah. We have a bunch today, so strap on in. Um, and some of them for, are from a couple people that like sent in multiple emails over time. So uh, our first <laughs> okay. one is from Elena, who writes, Hey, Mutant Crew, I was watching the Proteus episodes and recognized the aliens in the bar of Proteus visits. They're the Technet intergalactic bounty hunters introduced during Claremont's pretty wacky Excalibur series. At the time, I interpreted them as what Proteus sees when he looks at new people since he's only been since he's only ever seen Moira and Banshee, other people are like aliens to him. Then I realized that it's probably the same mutant bar that Rogue went to in her Cure episode. Sorry right. if this has already been pointed out. Uh, and she included 
pictures of the uh, tech net. And like, they are like the weird creatures that we saw on that episode. So I forgot they existed. That's cool. You know what's funny is I've read a bunch of Excalibur, but a lot of it did not stick in my head because it was like... It's tough to remember comics, honestly. Well, no, it's like Excalibur, it's it's a really good run, but it's like... It doesn't feel like the X-Men. It's like a weird series happening, taking place in the X-Men universe. And like Nightcrawler and Kitty are there. I think it's like during the time that the X-Men are pretending to be dead. So it's like, it's just Super sort of weird. like a weird time period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good on Elena for remembering this. I, I think at the time when we recorded that episode, we did theorize that it was the same mutant bar that Rogue went to in the Cure episode because there's yeah. really just the one mutant bar in that area. But right. I, I definitely didn't recognize the characters as being from anything. And the wikis that are attached to this show are not always accurate about pointing out cameos as well because there's well, just yeah, so there's many, just so many of them, especially when they like go to another city. Every single mutant. But yeah. yeah, that's really cool that Elena recognized those characters. Um, so the next one is just a couple different people who sent us messages like all over the place, whether it's Instagram or email or on soundcloud uh, all they, acceptable ways to yeah, send us messages yeah one person way. writes in i heard uh one person named david wrote in i heard it as fridge nosha like right. they were doing the i feel like insistently referring to my country as fridge nosha is raising a lot of questions about mutant slavery that are answered <laughs> by the name of the country thing <laughs> a, a lot of dictatorships do where they put peoples or democratic or republic in the name of the country as a half-ass yes. pr move yes true the next True. person wrote in, y'all know way more about the X-Men than I do, but I think they're saying Free Genosha like it's People's Republic of Free Genosha or something. Right. Yeah, I think so they're right as well. So that makes more sense to me, and I'm glad that people wrote in and like gave us their opinions on that. Yeah, because um, I clearly could not figure it out, so I genuinely appreciate someone answering that mystery for me, because I was like, I what the fuck are they saying? <laughs> okay, so then there was, I post, we posted a picture of Magneto for the Sanctuary Part 1 episode, on yep. Twitter, and somebody responded in his in his pajamas, right? The picture of him in his pajamas. No, no, with that too, because that's been circulating all over the place. And I put it up on Reddit, and pretty much everybody has the same reaction to what this guy wrote, uh, in which they wrote, "Absolute that it creases down his costume. How long do you think it takes him to shove the access material into all those creases <laughs> of his like six pack?" Yeah, Magneto is fucking jacked. Like he looks amazing. That's just him in his regular ass costume, and he's got abs that look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know Which is it part is amazing. Of why he needs to own those pajamas that bear his entire chest, apparently. Because if you're doing that many crunches in your spare time, you got to show them off. You have like fifty fucking abs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Um. Okay. So the next person writes in. Hello, just listened to the most recent episode, Sanctuary Part One, and the listener question about Sinister inspired me to find some of my own. Obviously, I don't expect these to be shared on air because the spoiler is in their pictures, but who doesn't love some Mr. Sinister content emailed to them? I'm sharing it on the show because I think people should know about this. And we're not going to like go into all the details, but these are from recent ones. Before the actual cool. selections, my question is if either of you are worried about them steering into the curve too much with this type of attitude for Mr. Sinister, sort of similar mm. to sitcom characters who start out normal, but by the end of the series are absolute monsters who are only defined by a single character trait. I suppose that could happen. Like if he just becomes a joke character where it's like, oh, he's gay. And like, now that's going to be the only thing that's true of Mr. Sinister. Right, right. This first clip is from Secret Wars 2015 to 2016. So this is fine. This is not a spoiler at this point. If it's like three years ago, the same event where he says the law, how trashy. 
It is also when he kills Madeline Proyer for her outfit being too trashy. <laughs> well, uh, there's some like not, great. He's not a good guy. <laughs> I mean, it's Mr. Sinister. Okay, I mean, like some of the, the the clips from this that that they said is great. There's like a picture of Mr. Sinister canonically holding like a tequila sunrise and drinking it, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, that didn't go as planned." <laughs> <laughs> Also, yeah. I don't know. There's like, I, there's also like a, a, he, something here where he, he's talking to, like, this is Bar Sinister, right? This is like from the most recent thing, and he mm-hmm. says something like, "He's like, I'm a good boy, a good good boy." <laughs> like, and then he's just like, "He's like, let's be naughty," you so know. This is basically just a, this person emailing you a series of really good Mr. Sinister panels that you can save and just keep as. I know. I, we, could, we should post them up on our social media. Uh, he goes, the next two are from the powers of X, number four, but don't really spoil anything. So don't read if you're spoiler verse. We don't need to put this all in the show. Um, yeah. In the most recent like House of X, uh, powers of X thing, there was the sinister secrets that were happening at the Red Diamond Cat like right, bar right. or whatever. And it's, I, I love that those exist. And I, I mean, that was one of the things that was revealing Gene and Scott and Logan's uh, current situation. Yeah. Situation. And everyone was like, uh, they're actually fucking. They're like, and that is amazing. It's basically like blind items, like in a gossip magazine where it's like, you reveal just enough information about the celebrity that like people can figure out who it is, but like, you don't actually directly say who it is. It's, right. It's pretty gay. <laughs> like, oh, I know, I know. It's, like it's Mr. pretty Sinister's gay. Personal gossip magazine situation where he's doing that. It's fun. I know, I know. Okay, so another email we have from Elena says, "Hey, Maddie and Ryan, I finally caught up enough to offer my thoughts on Beyond Good and Evil. In part <laughs> one, when Gambit says, now this is my kind of time travel, I think he's referring to Shard, a hot lady who came out of the time portal and is just ah. being lecherous." That does make a lot more sense. That makes a lot more sense. In part four, Bishop knows who Psylocke is because he's a fanboy. In his future, the X-Men are legends. Oh, my God. We knew that. That's how I'll that. defend that particular plot hole, and I won't attempt to patch explain, any others. Why Psylocke knows why him? Psylocke knows who he is, but I'll take it. I'll yeah, take I'll take it. it too. That's good. I recognize some of the telepaths in Part Four as Karma of the New Mutants, Moon Dragon from the Avengers, Cable's clone Strife, and Rachel Summers. She's one of my favorites. Like all the badass parts of the Phoenix, without all of Jean Grey's relationship baggage. I cosplayed yeah. a punk version of Rachel Summers at a reset 2018. This is how I got into conversation with Elena. I was like, were you right, also you a savage? Yeah, her. savage land rogue because I was like. I, we met she was at the panels listening to our stuff and that's how she discovered the show which is great um yeah i appreciate so much that x-men the animated series always almost always has actual marvel characters as cameos besides that one episode with the warlocks it makes it really fun <laughs> for people like me who obsess over obscure com- comics lore i agree with that i liked yeah, that it is with really the psychics cool. I think we shouted out Rachel Summers, but we didn't bother to like. We did because I was like, Rachel Summers is here. What one shot for one second? But props to Elena for pausing it and writing down everybody's names and writing. Yeah, I know. Uh, Oh, also, my fuck Mary Kill would be fuck Wolverine because he's a legend, and sometimes all the ladies he's banged get together and form a group like Seraphs Angels, and it seems like a cool club to be a member of. (laughs) Definitely, definitely true. (laughs) Uh, Mary Nightcrawler, which we we almost touched on that because he's kind, sexy, has an actual code of ethics would make me laugh with his swashbuckling ways yet he's still dark and brooding yes 100 percent. and then mm-hmm. she writes kill emma frost i'm sorry ryan because i'm scared <laughs> of her she's my worst nightmare an unscrupulous mean girl who can read my thoughts and knows how much i fear her i admire her in the comics but i would not want to share a space with her in any capacity i think that's understandable emma would be pretty terrifying yeah. in real life but she's pretty awesome <laughs> she did she did picture post a picture of her punk 
Rachel uh, Gray outfit, and I I love it. Rachel Gray is a great character. I'm glad she's she's from an alternate universe that just like managed to stick around. So yeah, that's awesome. And uh, you know, I posted a bunch of her stuff on Reddit, and I just had to share this one. But like, okay. I was like, I posted the picture of Magneto in his outfit to the dinner party on Asteroid M, right? And I was yeah, like, I was like, this is what Magneto chose to wear to his dinner party. And a lot of people responded to that tour too. And somebody just wrote, fuck me harder than Magneto fucked Wolverine's adamantium skeleton on Asteroid M in response to what he was wearing. And I was like, that is fucking amazing. I have to share that on the show. Uh, I'm glad all of our fans are as horny as these episodes are. Okay, yep. And then, clearly, and then, it's just a feedback loop that is never ending. Where X Men is horny, X Men fans are horny. We it are is, all horny. We know it what is we the want. Cycle. Here we are. Okay, we had a comment on YouTube that I also had to share. That was sure. on our YouTube channel, Mutant Ages, and we posted one of our parody films from. When, we posted two of them from when we were teenagers that parodied the X Men. Right. And somebody re- wrote the other day. A parody to the sequel of X-Men, starting with a reference to Final Fantasy X2. You all yep. have me rolling. Thank you so much for this joy. If you all have not watched those oh videos, my God. Yeah. you should go watch those. They I are mean, good. D2 does start with an elaborate parody of X2, as in the video game, Final Fantasy X2. I don't... I mean, I think that was the joke we were making, but yeah. who even knows? Like, I don't it's know. It's possible we just... We did think that opening was cool, and we were like, let's create the, the, the it. The basis but... for uh, both of those movies we made as teenagers was just like shit we were into at that time, and then we yeah, like, like threw it into this X-Men parody film. Although, in that same film, we make a reference to Bob's discount furniture, which is definitely not a thing we were like into, into but was something that was <laughs> or like, necessary that somebody to go i didn't even know if there's a bob discount furniture like beyond new england so i don't know why don't that's in there, there is. it's literally like things in our lives as teenagers yeah, pretty much that that's like exactly like what it was good, bad whatever and we were like these this is just a movie that's a parody of our own lives and cultural touch points at that time like it's yeah. not for anyone i know i don't I know, know why we thought it would be understandable by anyone else but we did think that which i know really i know sad. Okay, so Elena then wrote it in again, and this is going to fucking shock you, and you're going to be so mad, Maddie, okay? Okay, great. I she love writes, it. You guys, how did you not notice that Gambit was blatantly fucking one of the acolytes in this episode? About 20 minutes in, Gambit leaves in leaves a room half undressed, holding his <laughs> trench coat, and a second later, someone, I believe her name is Arclight, comes out of the room after him. What? It's not Arclight. I hope, I sure hope him and Rogue are poly because otherwise this made me a little sad. And she <laughs> attached the images of like that happening. And it's like that thing where like Beast and Gambit run out at the end of the episode of their rooms and they run yes. out and then the woman runs out of Gambit's room. What? That's, oh my God. That's like really funny though that they animated that. I like, know, it's, it's, but it is sad that like Rogue's like, where's Remy? I hope she's, he's not fucking some girl and he is. He is. It's he like, is honestly that oh, makes me Remy. that makes me a little mad it's funny that they put it in there but like i hate it when people cheat on people like that is a big fucking no-no no for like, me okay listen here's my defensive remy are he and rogue dating like genuinely are i don't dating fucking on this show? know i mean rogue's just screaming on the earth going remy you know but so i, feel I don't like every five seconds rogue is like flying away from a conversation that they're in the middle of having like it's not like she's being respectful like i don't know like i i feel like remy is like within his rights here because it's not like they have an established relationship where they're dating their monogamous no i, I know. know i know it's crazy i feel like i'm gonna go ahead and say elena i think they're poly in so far is there even in a fucking relationship at nope, all? I like, know. I don't I know. know. It's this show, so it's kind of... It's not like the comics where they do actually like get in relationships. This show has not 
done that with Remy and Rogue. Right. At least not yet. No, but, but I, like I we'll, say that. we'll see where that goes. I don't know. Yeah, we'll okay, see, so finally, finishing up, Elena is writing about Amelia, and she writes, "This was the real reason Amelia dumped Charles, and I thought you would like to see it." And she includes the clip of Xavier trying to brainwash Amelia as she's leaving. And right, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna read it out loud, so you know. Okay, so great, great, great. here's what's happening: Xavier is like Amelia is leaving, and Xavier screams, "No!" He's in his mind. He goes, "No! I will not let you leave me." And then says, like, in a separate bubble, I should have tried to talk to her, to convince her to stay. Instead, it happened in panic. I have not felt. I reached out and I seized her mind with my own and began to telepathically force her to see my point of view. It was, thankfully, a passing madness. She never had said a word, but it was all there in her eyes. The shock, the hurt, the sense of betrayal. And then she's literally punching him in the face or slapping him. I, I had told her more than once that I loved her, and I did. But when it came down to believing in us, to trusting in love, I failed her, and I failed myself. Yeah, dude, you did. You fucking entered her mind. I know, and then fucking Elena writes, a passing madness indeed. Keep being a dirtbag, Professor Xavier. <laughs> And it's she just said, a passing madness. It's definitely not going to come back 5,000 times no, it's a not. day. Like, it's it's just a passing madness. <laughs> she also wants to share that she gets most of her X-Men info and relevant panels from X- UncannyX-Men.net. So cool. we should have looked That's that up. That's a good tip. Thank you, Elena, for writing all of that in. Like, I all of that. I appreciate all of it. All I appreciate all of it. All of that. That was, that was amazing. amazing. 10 out of 10 great emails great emails from everybody i love our fans i'm very excited so now before we jump into plugs i actually have a new plug and i don't know how this is going to work yet we're gonna figure it out but the mutant ages does have a phone number if you want to call and leave like a voicemail for us sometime this is a thing that podcasts are doing i don't understand it but like you know what if if you really want to call in versus writing an email you have the opportunity to do that the phone number is 508-319-1668. I'll put it up on the Mutant Ages page after this episode yeah, is out. Yeah, we have a hotline now, guys. A sexy, I don't, sexy I, like, I, Honestly, it's going to take me a while to figure out how to like use it, I'm sure, but it will be fine. So I can help you. It's a Google it's voice number, fine. right? It's is, fine. Is it a Google voice number? Yes. I know how to do that. So okay, perfect. Well, at least one of us does. It'll so. give you it'll give you MP3s and we could include them in the episode. But I mean, yeah, unless exactly. you just call and like leave a message that's nothing, I don't know. We'll we'll play the messages okay, if, if you, you call leave a and, like leave a message that's, that's like content. fucking bullshit of like this is not going on the show, sorry. Like I mean, that's the same for emails. Same but, the thing if you run an email that's stupid. However, nobody's done that. So I'm just no, going to assume that that won't happen. We've always had really good shit. And so I assume we're going to get some funny messages. But maybe well, not. Well, I hope I hope that like one guy that goes and comments on all our shit like in a negative way but still listens to it also oh calls in i that hope guy, so i hope he i hope he leaves a message me Shout too out to that guy and anyway. you know if you're a troll please call us yeah please do and we will not play your message on the show but we will laugh at it behind your back yeah exactly thank you um so plugs yeah plugs i mean we're already in the plug section so here yep. we go uh, so we also away. have this email address which is the mutant ages at gmail.com that's how we get these wonderful emails but we have every form of social media as well which are also ways to contact us and we might read your tweets or instagram comments or what have you on the show we have tumblr we have facebook as well so you should definitely just search for the mutant ages on whatever platform you want um i think we still use twitter the most as far as posting goes and so you can uh, i post every oh, here's the thing i cross post everything to all the social media pages so you can find it cool. in all so them you can find twitter it i think has the most interaction happening so that's on at it. the mutant ages by the okay, way okay somebody by the way somebody i don't know who it was but i you know i've been i post things to the x-men reddit all the time under yeah. my name 
uh no not it's, it doesn't say ryan pajola but it's my handle it's not like the mutant ages or anything and right. somebody just like was like hi maddie and it was like how <laughs> no. do they know it wasn't even like linking to the mutant ages it was just like a picture of like a sexy outfit of magneto in his pajamas and they're like this must be like, maddie myers be maddie. it's actually you though ryan like what <laughs> whatever really i just want to share that story with you i thought that That's- was a good laugh that's really funny um so anyway we do also individually have twitters if you wanted to follow us i'm at Mitty myers and i'm at ryan pagella and if it says mr sinister you are in the right place yes yes and what else do we have oh, we, we have, have a patreon yes so if you want to support please the show, pay us please pay us money uh it's how we buy things like video games to play on our our youtube channel which we can talk about in a second or like other toys and shit that we <laughs> unbox on our also YouTube channel. film and put on the show also, you know equipment it'd be great to have even better equipment the more videos we make the more things we notice that it'd be nice if we had like we yeah got we, some great we are a completely use, fan but... supported show so like the only income we make from this is from people who subscribe but we try to, <laughs> we have to catch up a little bit but we do post special backer only podcasts and videos and vlogs behind the scenes scenes. we put up the show notes that are very funny if you sit down and read them uh we sometimes post stuff from like maddie's in my past that we don't post up on the regular instagram or social media accounts because it's a little too embarrassing you get access to all (laughs) that up on on the meeting ages patreon and we would like to use a little bit more um, if you ever had any suggestions of like what you would like to see on the Patreon, let us know. It can be like a little daunting to figure that out on our own. We're yeah, trying to come up with like a twenty-five dollars tier. Up with random shit to put on right. there, and-, and most importantly, you can email us all your questions at themutantages at gmail dot com, or you can call it in at five zero eight three one nine one six six eight. And I do have a prompt for y'all. Um, or not a prop, but if there's any artists out there that like would like to help contribute to the mutant ages, we'll pay you. Uh, we're looking for a couple more artists. To, yeah, we're looking for a couple artists to help create some T-shirts based on like some of our favorite catchphrases, like "Time, Time travel, travel is, is real. real," or like you know Xavier's a piece of trash, or "My memories" and Wolverine yeah. screaming, you know, stuff All like that. All these kinds of things. We'd like to make sure it's like this. And Ryan and I might just design them on our own if, if yeah, people that's true. don't help but us. I but I would like to put it out to our community first and see. It, uh, you know, it's like we'll see. If we could do shoot us an email, and we'd love to figure it out. So I just want to also say with regard to the YouTube channel, people should definitely go and subscribe to that. We haven't, we haven't really talked about it yet in plugs, but we play video games. We've been playing the ravages of the apocalypse game, which is like hard and terrible, but the videos are pretty funny of us, like trying to make it, make it our way through that game. And I don't know. I mean, people should just check out the channel. Like there's D man, there's D two on there. There's some funny shit on there and people should definitely subscribe. And yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all the plugs. I think it is too. Cool. All right. Well, another one in the can. I think yep. this might be one of the last truly good episodes of this show. I didn't even think we were going to have any more good episodes. So I've really treasured these couple of sanctuary episodes. But after this, I truly don't know what to expect anymore. Well, I- uh, let's just take a quick look at the episode list. Oh, boy. and uh i just i'm just curious i'm just curious what we have coming up if there's things to look forward to or not oh my god it's the more like christmas episode that's the okay next episode. i actually like that episode because it's really fucking weird because they pull a lot of stuff from that wolverine comic where he kills a bunch of elves but like that's not what happens in this episode like there's a there's a wolverine also, comic jubilee where jubilee is gonna finally be in the more like christmas oh my god episode. Fine. but then after that jubilee and him go have like a racist episode in japan I know, uh, but that's the, the after next. that rogue. Like, <laughs> I think there's like rogue dates an alien version of her first boyfriend. I don't remember. It's fucking weird. 
Uh, there's fun. also the one with like I think Cyclops and the Purple Man, and then Xavier versus Shadow King. So there's so, still some good ones in here. That'll be good. Yeah, there's we get to some history in Magneto, and then season five is like, what just the fuck even show? happens? I know yeah, it's it like it's just like a different five. show at that point. Season five is going to start off with the Phalanx stuff that we were referring to early in this episode. So yep. that'll be. Really but before fun we get to we season get five, we're going to have another break to do watch another movie. And just so you all know, we're not jumping into X Men Origins Wolverine next, even though it's chronologically the way we should go. Because nope, like we're just I will put that off it. as long as humanly possible. I really want to go back and watch Generation X because it keeps coming up. Maddie has not seen it. I think I it's a fantastic X Men film. I think it's going to be really fun. I'm excited to watch it's it. It's going to be so. really goofy and cheesy, but it's probably going to be better than like most of the Fox films. I agree. I think it's going to be really That's fun. That's a low bar to clear, by the way. <laughs> well, at this point, at this point, sadly, it is. Although, obviously, we're still well. Fans the first two were fun, but you know, yeah. I also anyway. like Days of Future Past, even though it's not accurate, but it's a fun movie. I haven't seen it in so long at this point that I think it'll be really interesting when we also, get there. Also, the and Wolverine, it. the one that does take in japan is really right. good and logan is arguably pretty good too but mostly because x23 is there so i agree but anyway this episode is done we've done it another episode wrap it up surprisingly like, long episode wrap it up like your dick hell yeah wrap it up in a sheet of metal if you're magneto or yep, Fabian. and gag yourself that way yep do it up and Paul's wolverine we'll and magneto time. The mutant age.